Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching... FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Again, not from Australia. The Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. My best friend, Mike Harmon. Hi, buddy. Yehobo. What did you just say? I'm really into pirates right now. What is That's not the truth. I dig that. Did you just go, yehobo? Yehobo. It's an improvisational show, extemporaneous speaking. Hey, hobo. Hey, I see that hobo. I've asked me shivers. Do hobos float, you see? <laughs> you best start believing in a hobo story. You're, You're in one. one. Yeah. See, I'm in. That's it. I will play the title hobo. Let's go. <laughs> We're live from the time. Hobo. Doesn't sound like a horror movie. Hobo. It sounds like Did, it could be didn't one. Didn't Rutger Hauer uh, star in a movie about a hobo at some point? No. Did he? It, it wasn't called Hobo. I don't think so. Hobo. Yeah, he was Hobo with a Shotgun from 2011. Is that the movie called Hobo with a yeah. Shotgun? That was a movie? Hoping for heaven but finding an urban hell, a homeless man takes aim at a crime boss and the man's sadistic sons. Hobo? I thought I remembered that right. With a hobo with, yeah, I saw that. Okay. Years ago. Wow. Yeah. I wasn't even close. Okay. Hobo with a shotgun. All right. There you go. Uh, we're live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying 
should be. Now, before we get into this billion-dollar story, billions, to, you know, because I feel I feel bad because already I can. We talked about this a little bit last hour. I can see the narrative for C.J. Stroud. Right, he had a had a horrible debut, first series with the Texans. He throws a really bad pick. He gets taken out. He said he wanted to go back in the game, fix his mistakes. Obviously, the Texans are taking it easy. He's their franchise, and but you know, I feel bad because I can see the narrative already because there's such a stigma against Ohio. State quarterbacks. It's, and it's hard. So I'm going to help. I'm going to help right now because I'm going to be the Texans offensive coordinator for this season. Should we go back in time and, and give folks a reminder, uh, a primer, as it were, about Ohio State quarterbacks? I mean, we're talking about gambling a lot right well, now. That is true. So that is Schleister, true. Yeah, uh, sure. We have to bring him up. <laughs> gambling and quarterbacks, that's the guy you bring up. Sure, 100%. Well, I mean, uh-huh. Troy Smith, Craig Krenzel, Tom uh-huh. Tupa, yeah. Tom Zach. Yeah. Joe Germain. Sure. He looked good sure. in a Bengals uniform. Joe Germain. Bobby Hoying. Didn't Joe Germain battle it out with Kurt Warner? Uh, yeah. When, when yeah, Warner, he, he lost to Kurt Warner? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Herb Street, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And now Justin Fields is the best. Legend. Ran for a thousand. He's he's the guy. He's the guy saying maybe he can you break the streak. You have to change our history. He can break the streak. But I feel bad. So I'm going to help because I'm going to be the Texans offensive coordinator for this year. I have a four-page playbook. That's it. Four pages. That's all you need. Four-page playbook. You ready? Here's Let's my go. playbook. First down, give the ball to Damian Pierce. Second it's down. Pretty, it's pretty good advice. Give the ball to Damian Pierce. Yeah. Third down, throw the ball to Tank Dell. Repeat or punt? Give me Tank Dell, Dalton Schultz, because even after the interception, uh, that was the first thing Stroud said, is I I should have uh, found Schultz mm-hmm. as my next read, but mm-hmm. I sent it flying. I mean, look, they're not... They're not going to be on the same page for a little while, but you know, the, and, and Damian Pierce didn't play tonight, and he was certainly was terrific last year. Like like all rookie running backs do, they either they get dinged up a little bit, they hit the wall because they'd never run this much before. But I mean, he was an absolute stud, and I'm telling you, watching Tank Dell tonight, whoo man, breaking ankles out there, five catches, 65 yards, and a touchdown. When you can, when you get a slot guy that that can run rampant and run all over the field, uh, you got gold. And that's Tank Dell, man. I mean, you, he, he just absolutely jumped into the NFL stratosphere because when you can do what he's doing as a as a rookie just coming into the league, hey, that's something, man. This guy, you're looking for a big weapon, a guy to stretch defenses and be somebody the team's got a key on. He's going to be that guy this year for the Texans. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to watch, right, how much they want to put the ball up top and, and try to make plays. And, and this is where we get our risk-reward analysis. Because you go back in the annals of history and you go back to the 70s and 80s and do the touchdown-to-interception ratio thing, uh, it didn't matter. Right, you were trying to make plays and get chunks of yardage. So you go back and look at what Terry Bradshaw and other quarterbacks at the time put up, and you're like, "Wow, that that wasn't really good." But we we measured against what we're doing now, right? It's like we were talking about for baseball batting averages and how the game has changed, evolved, and 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 the different way you you try to generate runs. Uh, and you you know, as they did Moneyball, the walk, just get on base uh, and make things happen, as we did a uh, celebration of the life of Max Muncy and his sub-200 batting average. Same thing with the the touchdown-to-interception ratio. Now it's it's so paramount, and at times we look at quarterbacks and wonder, did they not try to make a throw because they 
were afraid of it, the ball getting interception, intercepted. Not because it was something that was going to be dramatic, down distance, time of game, etc., but more from a uh, their stats, right, and how it would look. Instead of trying to make the play, they make take the other throw, which results in a completion but doesn't do anything towards pushing an end game right we we get all of that or sailing the ball out of bounds when we get to quarterback rating at time so I'll, I'll be curious to see how Houston comes out offensively between you know the Dell and, and Nico Collins and, and some of the other receivers they have out there uh, but certainly for me it's it's the Texans are coming from absolute rock bottom. And if you look at their roster on paper, you at least have some building blocks going forward in a division that, you know, could could still be up for grabs. Twitter, how about a fresca? Mike and Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Tyrac.com studios. So we'll have more NFL on the way. It's a clock ticking towards zero. Seahawks are going to beat the Vikings 24-13. But the, the big story today, the billion-dollar story, revolves around Phil Mickelson and an upcoming book in which one of his longtime gambling friends and cohorts says that over a 30-year period, Phil Mickelson has wagered over a billion dollars on sports, mainly football, basketball, and baseball. Think about that for a second. In 30 years, not a million, not 50 million, not 100 million, not 500 million, but he's gambled over a billion dollars in 30 years. I mean, just think about when you think we hear a billion, you have a billion, when you want to try to, 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 uh, equivocate a million and all oh, the next thing after a million is a billion. No, no, no. It's so much in between. There's so much in between a billion dollars for 30 years. And you saw some of the, the facts that came out today. According to the book, many times he bet as much as 200 grand on, on games. One time he bet 40 on four, 43 baseball bets on one day of major league baseball. There's golf analysts saying he, they used to bet with each other when he was on the course. <laughs> During a, during a round, uh, Tom Candiotti saying, I was once at a party with, with Phil Mickelson, and, and he told us to get our bets in now because when he bet, the lines would change. He's going to bet so much, he's going to change the lines. That's Phil Mickelson. And I've seen this this narrative of him today, degenerate gambler. Uh, he's got a gambling problem. He's an addict. He's all of these things. And gambling is a serious thing. Right, I mean, the gambling is not to be entered into lightly, and there are many people that have problems with gambling and 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 having to get over it and it overcomes their lives. But that's that and, and that. But that's not how I see Phil Mickelson. I, I look at Phil Mickelson as a guy. The guy's a professional gambler, right? And and in in that perspective, because he has the money, he never went into debt. He never got to a point where things were awful. Because if, if it did, we would have read about him being a former golfer and someone who has hit hard times. And look, and I don't recommend gambling. I don't recommend gambling on a large scale. But gambling is legal. Gambling is a big deal. A lot of people do it. He's like a professional gambler. And it's almost like watching him is like watching someone that plays the stock market for a living. Because I know people that do that. And that's a huge gamble. You're talking about gambling with, with large sums of money every single day because, hey, you got an inside tip or you think you know something about this stock and how it's going to go. And, hey, it's going to go public or it's going to divest here. You're going to sell your shares. It's the same thing, and because that's what Phil Mickelson is doing. He's a professional gambler. He's trying to make money gambling. And while for the last 30 years he's likely in the red, there had to have been a lot of times where he was in the black because 
He's been able to do it mm-hmm. at a pretty high level. And I know the big question is, oh, Live Golf bailed him out, gave him an extra Okay, they gave him $100 million. Right. I mean, if if we if, if he really needed that money to pay off debts, we'd have known that before, hey, making that leap to live golf now. Phil has always been about money, right? That's been the driving thing in his life, whether it's golf, whether it's gambling. Hey, I saw a chance to get all this extra money to play golf, so I took it. That That's kind of now how you see Phil Mickelson. But th- that's kind of how I look at it. Again, gambling is really day. I don't recommend it for anybody. But Phil... I don't see him as a, as a guy, as an addict. He, he wanted to be, he wants to be a professional gambler. He wants to make money at gambling. Not just win for the big score and try to no, know. He wants this to be like his profession, which makes me crazy to think how good he was at golf when you have to spend all this mental time worrying about bets. I mean, golf is so mental and betting is so mental. It makes me tired mentally just thinking about it. Well, but you compartmentalize things, right? You know, going back to the... Uh, CBS announcer talking about, you know, what are the odds on making this putt or, you know, where where he's at on a particular hole that you would you would get the endorphin rush and add the the pressure, the 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 juice to it. And and that's it. it. You know, it's a form of entertainment for most. And obviously recognize that there are. Uh, problems with with gambling, with all sorts of activity, but certainly uh, as we talk about it here, that you can get in trouble. It seems to me, you know, the guy was looking to have some skin in the game and certainly baseball, whatever else. If he thought he had an edge, great. If it was just the past the time, he had money. All right, it wasn't that he was, you know, suddenly having to liquidate everything else he he had in his life. At least we're not led. We we don't know that uh, to to be the case. So you know, you're you're acting, you know, using it as an entertainment venture. Some folks go and have a couple of rounds of drinks with their their buddies, uh, men or women, after the end of a long work week. He decided he was going to bet. <laughs> On himself, on <laughs> on on other games and other sports, and, and are you betting on yourself? Pre- no, I'm betting on other things. Oh, got it, got it. Okay. Got well, it. but I mean, I'm betting on myself as yeah. I'm out on the course, and, and and certainly if I can make my buddies in the broadcast cast booth a little bit of money because I'm feeling good uh, about my short game on a given day. Hey, everybody wins, right? Um, but it, it's fascinating because gambling still evokes a, a lot of emotions for folks. Maybe they've been affected by it personally, uh, be it a, a family member or their own uh, issues with it, right, and, and getting down that rabbit hole. Um, but but certainly for Phil Mickelson, now you add a, a billion dollars to it. Now you, now you want to at least as much as you can uh, an accounting of, of how this all, the ebb and flow of it, right, the money coming in, the money flowing out, where there might have been some pitfalls where, where maybe he, he started to chase, if that's the case, but you know, the guy's got a billion dollars of career earnings. So keeping it nice and level, right. <laughs> As you know, money coming in, money flowing out, but just absolutely fascinating. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 PM. Eastern 7 PM. Pacific. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer, Dan Patrick, and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the TireRack.com studios, where we had back-to-back NFL games tonight. We broke down the Patriots. We broke down the Texans. We talked a little bit about Geno Smith and the Seahawks, Drew Locke going the first three quarters. But we have other big NFLs. Before we get to this silver lining for the toughest sports story of, of the week, the Colts announced they're going to start Anthony Richardson Saturday's preseason opener at Buffalo. He has worked mostly with the starters this week. And Shane Steichen saying, listen, we're going to give him the chance to start. He's been battling it out with Gardner Minshew. We're going to see where he's at. Now, there's times you can look into a decision to start a quarterback and think, okay, there's different things at work. There's stuff they're not telling us. But this is a face value thing because I'll tell you exactly what the Colts are doing. Shane Steichen saying, hey, we're going to see where he's at. Yeah, Mm -hmm. because if Anthony Richardson shows that he's good and the game is not too much for him right now, 
he will continue to be the starting quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. It's a really big deal getting to start this game. If he shows that, well, he doesn't, his reads aren't really down and he's relying on his athleticism, he's not staying in the pocket as much, whatever you want to look at to break it down, then it's going to be, okay, he got a chance to get his feet wet there. He understands what it's like going against a first-team-ish defense. Now Gardner's going to start the next game. We see if Gardner Minshew's ready. Eventually, Anthony Richardson's getting this job. But they're giving a chance to say, okay, show us if you can take it from Gardner Minshew and take the ball and run with it. It's how different teams could look back and say, boy, the Jets should have probably done it with Zach Wilson. Boy, when he showed he wasn't really ready in the preseason, instead of giving him the job, we should have looked at something else. But that's what the Colts are doing. They're saying, okay, if you're good, this is your gig. If not, maybe you sit back a little bit, then you'll get your chance to get back in. But that's all this is. Let's see where he's at. Maybe he surprises because you never know about a quarterback till you put him on the field. Right? You can you can you can look at him on film. You can see him in practice. You can see him uh, on 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 your game film for practice. You can watch. You can quiz him on on the right reads and the right thing to do. But you don't know about a guy till you see him out there. And that's really what the Colts are doing. We're going to put him out there, and if he's good. He's our guy. He's going to continue to be our guy. And if not, well, then Gardner's going to get a chance, and then we'll see where we get another opportunity to put Anthony Richardson back out with the starters. Yeah, I mean, just like with, with C.J. Stroud tonight, right? You, you've got to at least get the the first couple of snaps in. I'm trying to think of what the best analogy is, but you know, just that live action against another squad. And I know we have all these joint practices and all, but you got you got to get uh, your your feet wet. You got to test and, and check the temperature of things. You know, is the moment too big? What are the reads? What are the progressions? And get it out of the way. Right, you know, because otherwise you're you're just kicking that can down the line for that first experience, and whatever you get to see in a possession or two, you get it on tape. Uh, you start seeing in in terms of how they're they're going through the the reads, the progressions, just in and out of the huddle, all of those things. Because we've had so many teams. Jason, with the the number of changes, and and we, we look at it, Indianapolis certainly um, the last couple of years one of those teams that would be on the uh, the Mount Rushmore if we do it of teams where we're scratching our head going what the hell we're doing. Funny how it ties back to Philip Rivers. See, we we get all of that <laughs> in as we go, but we, we <laughs> got to listen to the whole show. Uh, but it, it's the the circumstance of um, what half the league changed out coordinators, so you're going to see a lot more reps from guys who would normally be in operation shutdown, veteran players, uh, not guys like Geno Smith, who've clearly earned uh, their place in this world. But just, uh, and I say that, you know, with the tongue planted firmly in cheek, but just the idea, you need, you need to get those live reps. You need to start just in the mechanics. Look at what happened in Denver last year. Part of their major failures early on, even with a guy like Russell Wilson at quarterback, is they didn't have the mechanics of getting plays called quick enough to put them in. Yeah, that's on the coaching staff, but it's all part of reps and getting through. So when you've got a young quarterback and you're, you're trying to to push forward as an organization, yeah, get those live reps and, and see how it goes and take the learnings that you can. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray, rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans. The chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. So, yeah, we're going to get to see some pretty good players. Headlined by Anthony Richardson, a lot of interest in seeing how he does. I'm telling you, if he plays well, he'll keep the gig. If not, it'll be a little bit. Now, this week we've watched the U.S. women's national team take criticism from all flanks, right? Whether it was critics of their own making whether it was Carly Lloyd or Alexi Lalas or it was other teams. We had the uh, big star in the Netherlands say she was happy the United States got knocked out of the tournament because they had big mouths. And in the days that have 
followed since them getting knocked out by Sweden, it has not gone anywhere. There's been criticism of Megan Rapino. Megan Rapino's politics were to blame for her missing that penalty, which I mean, you can disagree with Megan Rapino's politics, but you really think that's why she missed the penalty? Really? Yeah, really? That no, she missed like, the penalty because of that? Yeah, really? You can't, you that's can't what boil it, it down on. to that miss. Come on, man. You, know, you I mean, feel really? how you're going to feel. Yeah. But you know, certainly I, in the locker room <laughs> and around the squad, you know, might there be something to that? I don't know. You know, the number of players that were uh, talking about their exit, including Rapino, uh, Could that have been a factor? But yeah, folks that boiled it down to uh, Miss PK, boy, you're really reaching. Well, they'd still be playing if she made it. If she made it, they would still, or yes. Sophia Smith made it. You know, and, yes. and Sophia Smith has to send her a big thank you note because Sophia Smith is not getting nearly she, yeah, she's the got attention. Scott Free. She's the one that could have won. She missed by a mile. I mean, she's the one that's supposed to be the next great player. Like, I'm taking the You're the chosen one from Alex Morgan Your and sister. Megan Rapino. And it didn't and it didn't work. And, and O'Hara it, missed the point. Well, and O'Hara missing, yeah, O'Hara missing too. It. But you're talking about there was a there was a win and move on moment and they yes. and they didn't get it. And they didn't get it. Yeah. And and there's the 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 way they got eliminated, how close it was, and nothing has diminished. You saw, we, you know, we, we got into how other pundits and experts criticized the Women's World Cup, the team, and Bill Simmons with his coach's kid comment about Alex Morgan. And now you have Kristen Press and Tobin Heath, two former members of, of the U.S. Women's National Team, and Kristen Press probably would have been on the team had she not torn her ACL. They did a podcast, and they've come out the last couple of days swinging. Uh, the program was what's to blame. Uh, you know, this is not the team that I that 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 I, that I played for, which is kind of echoing what Carly Lloyd had to say. Uh, that they don't like the way it was set up. You know, blaming Andonovsky, who now everybody wants fired, sure. which people forget he got the gig because the players all liked him and they hated Jill Ellis. They all right. wanted her fired, even though they went on to win the World Cup. There's been so much drama. Why take Alex? How do you not have Alex Morgan ready for penalties? Well, wait, you had to take her out in the 60th minute because she was terrible. I mean, what, what, there's so terrible things, and she was right? tired and all of those yeah. things. Yeah. All of these things happening. And here's the silver lining for the U.S. women's national team is that none of this conversation is going anywhere. And for us and for the general uh for the general interest in women's soccer, this is interesting and it's crazy and it's fun and it's weird and some of it is over the line and some of it makes you think the U.S. women's national team in a very short amount of time has become an evil empire. And usually it's statements like this and analysis like this that's reserved for the Yankees, the Cowboys, and the Lakers. Right? That's usually how you get this kind of criticism that seems personal. Right? The criticism of other great teams, if you're critical of them, eh, okay. But it never really gets to the point where it's personal. Right? You can, you can hate on the Jets for winning the Super Bowl, but I know it's not personal. It's just, oh, the Jets. But the Lakers, the Cowboys, and the Yankees. Every time when they win, it's they win, but they could have done it better. They lose, it's we are jumping up and down on your sports corpse. We are we, we are saying, out, we knew you weren't this good. We knew you were a team that was going to fail. And what makes it odd is that I get that there are there's there's people who love the Dallas Cowboys. Vast majority of the country wants to see them lose, right? But they're interesting. Same thing with the Lakers. Same thing with the Yankees. 
U.S. Women's National Team should be a team everybody loves and everybody wants to see win because they're our team, because they're the United States right. Women's National Team. And instead, you have a large portion of people that because of politics or because they don't like the way they carry themselves, they do too many commercials, it's, I don't like them, I'm glad they lost. I mean, oh my goodness. And But you know what that shows you? That shows you how much people care about this team and the people who put on that jersey. And that's not going anywhere. We have the, we have the, the Olympics coming up next year. It's going to be just as big a deal going into the Olympics as it was coming off of this, and women's soccer is going to be a big priority. It's going to be a big conversation. You're already seeing that people within the team and outside of the team are not afraid to come up with big-time, fiery criticism and conversation about it. I mean, really, it was I was, I was, I was just enraptured listening to Tobin Heath and Christian Press talk about this team and how emotional everybody this is not the team I played for. Why do you do this? Why do you do this? Why do you do And then you get inside the machinations of why is Kelly O'Hara the only one talking during the huddles? And why is Andonofsky not talking at all? Is that a really big deal? Is it not a big deal? Is he letting the players talk because he understands they'll listen to her? Or is he not talking because they've tuned him out? And and there's no shortage of, hey, we can opine about this, but we're also getting people on the inside saying, this is what I think, and I'm upset about this. There's so many people fired up for different ways that, that this is part of the conversation. And being on the women's national team is never bigger and had never been bigger than it is right now. Because what has it been for the past 12 years? Hey, every four years or when the Olympics come up, hey, look at the women. They're terrific. Alex Morgan's great. Megan Rapinoe's great. Hey, they're likely going to win. We watch the games for a couple of weeks. They're never really in any trouble because they're beating the crap out of everybody. And it's a big celebration when they win. Hey, we won. Now World Cup. That seemed pretty easy. It was no sports stress. Now that they've come back to the pack a little bit because this is not a great era, things have become even more interesting. So if you're looking for at least a silver lining for the women's national team, it's never meant more. It's never been a bigger deal to wear this uniform and go forward. And that's what these younger players have to understand. They're not just going to come up and say, hey, everybody's going to love you. No, no, no. Trinity Rodman and Sophia Smith, people want more. People want more from you. Mallory Swanson, when you are healthy, they want to see goals in the first two or three games you are playing. They want to see you filling the back of the net because you're the one that if you were healthy, maybe we could have won the World Cup. It's never been bigger to be a member of the U.S. Women's National Team, but a lot of stuff goes along with it. It's like Spider-Man. With great power comes great responsibility. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Exactly. Spider-Man. And we watched the next round start uh, earlier tonight, and Netherlands get sent home. Uh, Remember agitator uh, Van de Donk, who was uh, key in that Lindsay Iran uh, moment uh, going back uh, into the, the group stage. Uh, she was suspended a game, just like Rose Lavelle missed the U.S. game uh, against Sweden. So you have those changes, and for all their yapping, now they go home. So uh, you complain, just finish your job uh, before you start getting a little bit too chesty. But they get sent home today. I know our buddy Bill Plaschke of the L.A. Times, uh, he wrote an article um, talking about just the organization as a whole and trying to make sure uh, as you go down the, the ladder, right, to the developmental stages, that you're not missing some people along the way in terms of your talent evaluation. Certainly something that needs to be uh, thought about as well, right, 
in terms of early exits uh, and showings when we're talking about uh, the developmental process up to the women's national team. But that's uh, that's a, a headier uh, thing in terms of an, a full organizational shift versus how do you get the most out of the players currently on your roster? A lot of injuries this time out, uh, but the gleefulness with which uh, some percentage of folks in sports talk, uh, well, more news talk and political talk than than sports talk, let's be honest and, and real about all of this. But when you've got a polarizing figure like Megan Rapinoe, uh, folks are going to sound off as soon as there's an opportunity. But it's uh, it's that next phase, right? We've got uh, a very short amount of time before they have to either figure out, all right, who's the next coach? My daughter was trying to argue. It's like, well, what's, what's the deal with Ellis? I'm like, yeah, you're young. Well, let me, let me educate you. Let me educate you about this uh, relationship. Oh, they all hated how this flows. And she just looked they at me and she goes, that all happened? I go, yeah. 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 They had a player revolt a few years they ago. They all wanted her fired right before yes. the World Cup, and they yep. went on to win the World Cup. Go back to 2017. Go, here, go, go. And here's a couple of articles for you to read. She comes back. She goes, what the hell, man? Yeah. I go, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And look, and Andonovsky got the job because they all liked him. Yes. And that's why. I mean, it was was he really qualified for the job? No. There's some players and people that could have gotten the gig. And, and it was, boy, Votelli Adonofsky? Okay. Well, the players like him. Okay. And you well, were so powerful it, back then because you're coming off of two yes. victories in the World Cup that it's, this is who we want. Uh, well, okay, this is your guy. Yeah, because we're th- this is who we want. Give us this guy. And he was the guy. And now it's, but, we got to get rid of him. Now it's, this is awful. This is terrible. He doesn't work. I mean, this is how it goes. Doesn't substitute much. Doesn't, like, stands there uh, stoic, which is fine. But uh, uh, a lot of times just wondering what the hell's going on and what's going through his head uh, in terms of his participation. But to that point, right, players like him. You got a lot of power. Your, your organization's running well. And you think – you think that the locker room will police itself and and push forward. And maybe somewhere along the way, something got a little bit lost. And obviously I'm not in it, but when I've got, you know, former Olympians, former U.S. team participants raising their hand and going, well, uh, we have to listen, don't we? I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at first first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.